Welcome to Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York's SML Planning Minute, where we share concise and thought-provoking financial ideas for individuals, families, and business owners. Security Mutual, the company that cares. Hello, this is Bill Rinaldi with another edition of Security Mutual's SML Planning Minute. In today's episode, 10 Common Mistakes Made with Life Insurance Beneficiary Designations, Part 2. We all know that having adequate life insurance coverage is an important part of any plan to protect our families from catastrophic events. As important as it is, it is also something that most of us do not want to think about or dwell on too much. As a result, prior decisions are rarely reviewed and mistakes remain undiscovered, particularly with beneficiary designations, until it is too late. That is why it is just as important to review all of your life insurance policies and beneficiary designations on a regular basis. These reviews can help to find and correct mistakes or to make changes to your insurance program to adjust to life changes. Last week we covered the first five more common mistakes made with life insurance beneficiary designations. Failure to review beneficiary designations on a regular basis naming your estate as the beneficiary of your life insurance policy, naming a minor child as the beneficiary of your life insurance policy, failure to name a contingent beneficiary, and naming an individual as the beneficiary of a business-owned policy. Today, we continue with the other five more common mistakes. Number six, violating the three-party rule. The three-party rule, also known as the Goodman Triangle or Unholy Trinity, stems from a 1946 federal court case which found that in situations where the owner of the policy, insured, and beneficiary are three different people, then the policy owner is deemed to have made a gift of the insurance proceeds to the beneficiary. That gift may potentially be subject to gift taxes. In the business context, violating the three-party rule may result in the insurance proceeds being considered taxable income. This adverse result is easily prevented by ensuring that there are only two parties to an insurance contract. Most often, the policyholder and beneficiary would be the same, e.g., husband is the owner and beneficiary of a policy on wife, or the policy owner and insured would be the same, e.g., wife is the owner and insured on the policy, and husband is named as a beneficiary. Number seven. Naming a person with special needs as a beneficiary. One of the main goals of special needs planning is to ensure that the individual with special needs can qualify for various government assistance programs while maintaining a high quality of life and having access to programs or comforts that government programs cannot or do not provide. Unfortunately, it is not uncommon for well-intentioned family members to name such a person as a beneficiary of life insurance or some other financial instrument. Receipt of these benefits may disqualify the individual from government assistance programs. Instead, a special needs trust should be established for that individual. A special needs trust is specifically designed to maintain eligibility for government programs while providing the individual with supplemental assistance for a better life. The beneficiary of the life insurance can be the trust. Indeed, Often a special needs trust would purchase and be the beneficiary of a life insurance policy on the life of a parent. Number eight, 
failing to properly identify a beneficiary. It is not uncommon for family members to mistakenly use nicknames or abbreviated names instead of legal names when identifying individuals. Insurance companies, however, have an obligation to ensure that insurance proceeds are paid out correctly to the right beneficiaries. Without all of the right information, payment of the proceeds can be delayed and court proceedings may be required so that the payment can be made. When filling out the beneficiary designation form, make sure that you use the beneficiary's full legal name. Include the beneficiary's birth date, taxpayer ID number, sex, address of residence, and relationship to the insured for more accurate identification. Number 9. Mistakes when naming multiple beneficiaries. When more than one beneficiary is named, there is often some confusion as to the proper convention for designating multiple beneficiaries. For example, if one beneficiary predeceases the insured, does the remaining beneficiary receive all of the proceeds, or does the deceased beneficiary's heirs get that share? Typically, when one beneficiary predeceases the insured, the remaining beneficiary will receive all of the proceeds unless explicitly stated otherwise. One method to explicitly state otherwise is to name a contingent beneficiary for a particular beneficiary, particularly when the primary and contingent beneficiaries are not lineal descendants. For example, Bruce Brown is the policy owner and insured. Bruce names Joe Black and Nancy Gold as his primary beneficiaries. Without any other instruction, Joe and Nancy will receive the insurance proceeds equally. But if one of them predeceases Bruce, the other will receive all of the proceeds. That is not what Bruce wants. He wants Joe's and Nancy's respective spouses to receive the proceeds. In that case, he names Joe's wife, Sally Black, as a contingent beneficiary if Joe Black predeceases Bruce, and Nancy's husband, Stephen Gold, is named as a contingent beneficiary if Nancy Gold predeceases Bruce. Number 10. Improperly using per capita and per stirpes in beneficiary designations. The phrases per capita and per stirpes are often used in estate planning documents such as a last will and testament and in beneficiary designations on a life insurance policy. They are both Latin phrases and as a result are often used incorrectly. Per capita means by head and per stirpes means by representation. In the prior example, Bruce names Joe and Nancy as his primary beneficiaries per capita. If Joe predeceases Bruce, then upon Bruce's death, all of the insurance proceeds will go to Nancy. However, if Bruce had named Joe and Nancy as his primary beneficiaries per stirpes, then upon Bruce's death, Joe's share of the insurance proceeds will be distributed to Joe's descendants. Joe's descendants receive the proceeds as representatives of Joe. What happens if Joe doesn't have any descendants? In that case, there are no lineal descendants to represent Joe, so Nancy will also be the beneficiary of Joe's share. Conclusion As you can see, there are many ways to make mistakes with life insurance beneficiary designations. This list is not all-inclusive. Consult with your Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor today to conduct a review of your life insurance policies and determine if the product choices, coverage amounts, 
and beneficiary designations are in line with your current financial situation and your current goals and objectives to financially protect your family. This podcast is brought to you by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, the company that cares. The content provided is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Information is provided in good faith. However, the company makes no representation or warranty of any kind regarding the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of the information. To help reach your goals, you need a skilled professional by your side. Contact your local Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor today. As part of the planning process, he or she will coordinate with your other advisors as needed to help you achieve your financial goals and objectives. For more information, visit us at smlny.com slash smlpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends about it. And be sure to give us a five-star review. And check us out on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. The applicability of any strategy discussed is dependent upon the particular facts and circumstances. Results may vary, and products and services discussed may not be appropriate for all situations. Each person's needs, objectives, and financial circumstances are different and must be reviewed and analyzed independently. We encourage individuals to seek personalized advice from a qualified Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor regarding their personal needs, objectives, and financial circumstances. Insurance products are issued by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, Binghamton, New York. Product availability and features may vary by state.